It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome again. My name is Matt Hausman, your host for the Smart Money Questions podcast. And as I'm recording this, and actually the day after this post, this will post on June 4th, the very next day, luckily, in the metro Philadelphia area, we will start to move into the next phase of reopening, which is the yellow phase. Now, quite frankly, there's still going to be a lot of industries that uh, and businesses that have to stay shut down. But I do really think that now we are looking, and the light is getting brighter at the end of the tunnel as we get through this. And hopefully in the course of the next two, four, five, six weeks, hopefully sooner, we move into the green phase, which really starts to open things up and and a lot of businesses can reopen. So uh, looking forward to that. It is interesting speaking to some other clients we have. I was on the phone last night with a, a good buddy of mine that's down in Florida and how them down in Florida, like just in the last couple of weeks, I mean, the economy is just completely reopening. And so one of the things we're saying, and as talking with people over the course of the last two to four or five weeks, especially the things that we have seen come out of Washington, it reminded me of a Mark Twain quote that I saw. And I think it's something that we can talk about today with regards to really understanding where our money is. Many times you guys hear me say this all the time, but I think now it is extremely important. So here's the quote. Suppose you were an idiot, and suppose you were a member of Congress, but I repeat myself. (laughs) So, you know, that's, I mean, that quote, when we really think about it, you know, initially, oh yeah, we can laugh about that, but let's really talk about with everything that has happened over the course of the last 10 to 12 weeks, the different things that have come out of Washington, the stimulus packages, the different things that have happened at the state and even local levels. I was uh, reading an article that was uh, I found yesterday that talked about the mayor of Nashville because of the COVID situation and the shutting down of the businesses there and how it has impaired the economy. He is talking about a 32% property tax hike. I mean, that is huge. So it's so important where we understand where taxes fall into our plan. And most importantly, and I talk about this all of the time, and that is where our money is, where are we saving our money? And when we go to spend it, how is Uncle Sam and potentially my state government, maybe even my local government, how much are they going to want of that money? And it doesn't really, there are certain aspects of where the money is invested in, but most importantly, it is the tax category of the account that you have opened and that you are funding. And I want to address that today because that has been a topic that I've been talking about, as I said, for a long time, but really it's come up over the course of the last four to five weeks in discussions with people and making sure that they understand. And I think really right now, it is something that we really want to be aware of. The last thing I'm going to talk about is there's a question that has come up multiple times over the course of just the last three months from different clients, but it has it really has happened over the course of the last 10 years, and people have handled it in different ways, and I'm going to address that as well. But listen, before we do that, let's make sure we deal with a disclaimer. 
Please don't take any of the information or ideas or suggestions that I offer in today's show as direct advice for you. Please use it as information and education that you then can discuss with your advisor. Now, if you don't have an advisor or you would like for us to be your advisor, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you. And it's real simple. All you have to do is go to www.speakwithmat.com. That's www.speakwithmat.com. And my online scheduler is right there. You can go right in. You can schedule a 15 or 30 minute phone conversation. And quite frankly, at the end of that first call, we're going to have a good idea. Does it make sense to have a second conversation? So again, very low key, go right into the online scheduler. You don't even have to get on the phone with anyone to schedule this. So again, speakwithmat.com, www.speakwithmat.com and schedule it there. So, all right, let's go ahead and get on to today's show. Okay, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about where our money is and where I'm going to really concentrate in is where most of the time when people come into our office and we are working with them, where most people's assets are, are in their qualified retirement accounts. And so let's talk about the different ones that we have there. We have the traditional 401k, a 403b, a 457, a traditional IRA, a 457, a qualified retirement plan, the way it was originally designed is a pre-tax account. And so what that means is when you are contributing into that, and by the way, if you have a 401k, a traditional 401k, you know, you read all the gurus and they talk about maxing it out, maxing it out, maxing it out. And there is a lot of validity to that. But we also want to understand on the back end what's going to be the tax consequences. The one thing that is easy about the 401k contribution or 403b or what have you is a qualified plan from your company is it's payroll deducted. It's great because it's money that never comes into our spending, comes into our checking account, right? It's automatically deducted and invested in whatever way you are wanting to invest it. But the other thing we want to be aware of is when we are saving that money, we are getting, I'm going to talk about this at the federal level, okay? We are getting a federal reduction in our taxable income based on how much is going into that particular retirement account. And then at some point in time later on, when I go to spend that money, it's going to be fully taxable. If it's a traditional 401k, a traditional IRA, a traditional 403b, all pre-tax money, it's going to go in pre-tax, which means I don't pay any tax on it. It's going to grow tax deferred. And then when I go to spend it, now I'm going to pay tax on all of the money that comes out in any one calendar year. Okay, so that's when I will be paying taxes on that traditional 401k or traditional IRA. Now let's also talk about the Roth. And I talk to people a lot about this, the Roth IRA, or now over the course of the last 10 years, there's been a lot of companies that have incorporated the Roth 401k or the Roth 403b. What's happening with that account? Well, when I'm putting money into that account, I'm paying tax on that dollar amount that I put in. So let's compare the traditional 401k I put money in, I get tax relief on whatever I'm putting in. On the Roth 401k, I put that money in, I already paid tax on that money. Then the same thing happens in the traditional 
401k that happens in the Roth 401k. And that is it's going to grow tax deferred while it is in that account. And then the major difference with the Roth 401k or the Roth IRA or the Roth 403b is when I go to take that money out, I am not going to pay any federal tax. Most of the time, I'm not going to pay any state tax, and I'm not going to pay any local tax. And a lot of times, I'll get questions. Well, so let's go back and let's let's actually use the quote, suppose you were an idiot and suppose you were a member of Congress, but I repeat myself. Well, what happens if Congress just tries to flip it, and now I am going to have to pay tax on that Roth, even though I paid tax earlier? And I think that's a valid question. But I think one of the things that we need to be aware of right now is there is an infinite amount more money in traditional 401k, 403b, and IRAs that the government can eye right now to see that's the place where we want to go take our tax revenue from. There isn't as much money in the Roth account. So I think that's one thing to consider. So we really want to look at right now with what's happened at the at least the federal level. Every state's going to be a little different. Every municipality is going to be different. Let's just talk about the federal level. If you are sitting with a lot of money in your IRA and Congress decides to, all they have to do is raise the tax rate. That's all they have to do. And your 401k or IRA or 403b just lost value to you because it reduces your spendable money out of that because you owe Uncle Sam more. If we look at the Roth 401k where I'm paying tax today, still growing tax deferred, and then it comes out tax-free, this is my personal opinion. They, down in Washington, they're going to have to go through and tax a lot more of all of the traditional IRA and traditional 401k money before they ever really start to look at changing the rules on a Roth. So, I, you know, when we think about where taxes, you know, I've been talking about this for quite a long time, and I think now... It really needs to be on the forefront of you at least at a minimum understanding what is the exit strategy going to be based on where my money is. How much am I going to owe Uncle Sam? How much am I going to pay in taxes? You know, many times people come in here and the vast majority, 85, 90, 95% of all of their money is in the 401k. They have been doing what the gurus have been telling them to do for 25, 35 years, and they have that's where the vast majority of their money is. But the one thing, especially in today's environment, is they don't know and they haven't calculated, and the gurus didn't do it, and the accountants didn't do it, and the other advisors didn't do it, calculate what that exit strategy is. How much tax dollar am I going to have to pay when I go to spend that money. So that's where I'm thinking. And I'm just going to use a Maggie and I, for instance. So the one thing to understand is with a traditional IRA or a traditional Roth IRA, there is contribution limits, meaning there's only so much I can put in each year. We just talked about the different tax categories of each, okay? The traditional 401k 
and the Roth 401k, my contributions into those can be dramatically more than into just a traditional IRA or a traditional Roth IRA. The one thing we want to uh, understand is when we are contributing money, the contributions into a traditional IRA or traditional Roth IRA, especially the Roth, you are subject to earnings restrictions. If you make too much money, you can't contribute into a traditional Roth IRA. Now, with a Roth 401k, there currently are no income restrictions. There's contribution limits. And so what Maggie and I do is we have a 401k at our, at our company, and we contribute into the Roth side of it. Then the company has to do matches, and that goes into the traditional 401k side. This allows us to, first of all, maximize our contributions. Second of all, gives us the option of putting it into the Roth account, the Roth 401k account, instead of the traditional 401k. So let's also talk real quick because I talk with this to um, people all the time, and that is the conversions. Many times people will get the contribution versus conversion. The conversion is where I'm actually taking money out of the traditional account that I'm in, the traditional retirement account, 401k, IRA, 403b, what have you. And I'm not going to go through the logistics or semantics on how to get it there, but I'm moving that money from that tax category to the Roth category. Now, what we want to understand in doing this is when I make that change, I am creating a tax event at that point in time. So I'm going to use the number $25,000, is I have $25,000 sitting in my traditional IRA account, and I want to convert that, not contribute, I want to convert that to the Roth account. When I do that, that $25,000 now is going to be added to my taxable income, all of it. I'm not getting any type of a waiver on that. And that's at the federal level. You'll want to look at, at your state level or your state taxation on those accounts as well. But I think it's real important right now that we recognize where do we think tax rates are going to go in the future when we have put trillions of dollars in stimulus out there? You know, we can look directly at this mayor in Nashville, 32% tax height on real estate taxes just to make up the loss in revenue, the taxation revenue that all those businesses that were open were contributing to that local municipality. So, Again, I know I kind of ran through that, but it is so important. And if you have questions on that or you just want to review, please don't hesitate to reach out to us, 610-719-3003. That's our phone number. Or you can simply go to speakwithmatt.com. That's www.speakwithmatt.com. My online calendar is there. You can schedule a 15- or 30-minute phone conversation. I have to tell you, I think this is one of the most important things moving forward for people to understand where you are putting your money and how it's going to be taxed. Because I believe that tax rates are only going to go one direction, and that's up. And I don't care who's in office. I don't care what side of the idol, (laughs) what side of the idiots are running everything. I think it only can go one way now that we have 
seen this happen. So everyone, make sure that you are looking at that, you're understanding that, and that you have a good expectation. You know, there's nothing worse than having the, a misunderstanding or having unrealistic expectations, and especially when it comes to here. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to clients and they want to take money out, whether it's they want to pay a car off, they want to go on a vacation, they want to give their kids some money, what have you. And all of the money is in IRAs. They've already been taking it out for the year. They might have a pension. They have Social Security coming in. And I'm like, hey, listen, I just want to let you know that the tax hit on this is going to be 22.5%. And we'll use the figure of just $25,000. That's what they want to put in their pocket. They want twenty five grand in their pocket. But at a 22.5% tax hit, they're going to have to take out over $32,000. They're going to pay seven Gs of taxes just to get $25,000 out. So again... Understanding where your money is, I think right now, the Roth IRA, the Roth 401k, the Roth 403b is one of the best places you can be putting your money. If you are younger, if you're listening to this, I would tell you, you want to be seriously considering at a minimum, dividing your contributions in half, have some go to the traditional 401k, have the other go to the Roth 401k. I mean, if you're 25, 30, 35, 40 years old, I think the Roth is going to be one of your best plays on where you put your money long term. So, okay, let's jump to this next question. This comes to us from Samantha NPA. Unless something goes horribly wrong, we should be leaving a significant amount of money to our kids, a legacy. But I can't decide if we should tell them about our plans now or let it be a surprise. I'm certain they have no idea what our net worth is like. And I have to tell you, Samantha, I have had this question numerous times, as I mentioned earlier, just recently, but it is something that has come up with clients over the course of the last 10 years, where it's really something that the people want to talk about. And the interesting thing about it is, you mentioned here, Samantha, they have no idea what your net worth is like. I have been actually encouraged by the clients that we have. that It's not like you have to have millions and millions of dollars for this to be something that you want to have happen for you and your family and your heirs, and that is a legacy. And I've had it happen with clients of all different net worths. The idea here is do we tell them or do we not tell them? And I had a client tell me this, I guess, about five or six years ago, and they were in the situation where they really wanted to create a legacy for the heirs, most importantly, the grandkids and the great-grandkids after they were gone. And so we put some things that we, we built into their income plan, a certain amount of money that was going to fund a life insurance policy. And one of the things I want to address, Samantha, you're in PA. If you are going to look to stay in PA, where your assets are, with the idea of maximizing your legacy to the heirs, you want to have an understanding on PA has an inheritance tax. Currently, the only exception on that is life insurance. Depending on where your assets are, you want to make sure that you spoke to your advisor or to an attorney to have an understanding on how much is going to be lost in PA inheritance tax that otherwise would have went to the air. So real important. This couple was MPA. We specifically utilized life insurance for that exact reason. But here's the interesting thing that came about. After we built their distribution plan out, we, we had everything in place, where the assets were going to be, 
what we estimated the taxes to be, and then how much was going to go to the heirs. And the funding of the life insurance over an extended period of time, not forever, just an extended period of time, I think we were funding that one for about 10 years, is they went and met with each one of their kids independent of the other. And this is one of the things, and this hopefully, Samantha, I think might help you, is all of the kids came back and said the exact same thing, and that was, we would rather you spend the money with us as you're living, whether we're going on vacations, you get to take time off of work, come babysit the, uh, the grandkids, you know, whatever it is, we would rather you be doing that let's say over the course of the next 10 years, instead of funding that life insurance that might not get paid out for 25 years, we would rather you establish your legacy with the kids so they know you. And he came back, the husband came back and said, I I thought that was really interesting that they came back and we were calling that a living legacy. And so Samantha, what I would tell you in looking at that situation, and I have to tell you, I bring that story up a lot when I have clients, they, legacy is a big deal to them. And they really want to, maybe they don't want the kids to know. Samantha, you're asking that. Do we actually tell them? We don't think they know how much it's worth. Maybe the idea is you build a plan where you can do what this couple did. We still kept that same amount that was going to go to the life insurance. Now it's just not going to life insurance. It's going for whatever activities they want to do on an annual basis. And you know, Samantha, you can actually do that. You can create a living legacy for that. Maybe the net worth is where you could also fund life insurance, or maybe you have other assets that's more important. Maybe you have a beach house that you want to make sure it stays in the family. I would tell you to talk to an attorney about that. But the idea is, you know, you can create that living legacy. Use some of that money now as gifting, as having those family times, those different vacations or getaways or or just being able to spend time with the kids, the grandkids. Maybe there's great grandkids. But I think that when you look at that question, do we leave it be a surprise or not? I would tell you that you and your husband really sit down, and I talk about this one all the time, and that is the purpose of money. Do we want that purpose to be helping the kids I just had some clients mention this, I believe, back in January. And the idea was I went through the same scenario, and guess what? They decided that they would rather do the living legacy. The idea was we want to be able to help the kids today because they're not at that point of making the most money in their career. They've got kids, which are our grandkids. We want to look to actually do some of that gifting and time with the family now. So, Samantha, that's what I would tell you to do is hopefully that will maybe create a couple other questions that you and your husband want to go through to decide what do we want to leave? How much do we want to leave? Do we want to do it while we're living? And then most importantly, I would tell you, let's say you're able to do both. You're actually going to you know, create this living legacy as part of your distribution plan, but there's also going to be assets on the back end that are going to go to kids. You don't have to tell them anything about that, but I would tell you, make sure if you're going to stay in PA, PA is a great state to live in. It's not a good state to die in with regards to taxes. And also understand for your heirs and your kids what that potential inheritance tax is going to deplete their inheritance by. And maybe there's, um, again, maybe you know if insurable, maybe life insurance is something that you can help offset the taxation. The other thing is, I just thought about this one, 
is I was just recently talking about IRAs and Roth IRAs. I want you to understand, those are subject to PA inheritance tax as well. In addition, if it's a traditional IRA or traditional 401k, they're going to have to now take that money out based on the SECURE Act that went into effect at the end of the year for inherited IRAs. And there can be a lot of taxation law or the values lost because of wherever they are in their earnings career, having to take that money out over a 10-year period of time and pay tax on that money. So again, those are the things, Samantha, I would tell you to look at and really kind of dive deep into the idea of what that purpose of the money is, what's going to be the best way for you, as my clients talked about, the idea of a living legacy plus potentially a legacy after. So I hope that's been helpful. Actually, I hope all of it has been helpful, especially our quote, suppose you were an idiot and suppose you were a member of Congress, but I repeat myself. <laughs> I just love that one. Listen, everyone, if you have a question or a concern or you just want to jump on the phone, feel free to go right to speakwithmat.com, www.speakwithmat.com. Schedule a time to talk. I'll be more than happy to go over any question you have uh, individually. Also, you can give us a call directly at 610-719-3003. Everyone, listen. Everyone, take care. The summer is almost here. We'll talk to you soon.